All right, all right, all right. This is another hour of Scotch Hour. I'm Noah. And I'm Jesse. And this is the final round of the Game of Thrones dun, dun, dun. Scotch Bracket. That's right. Dude. <laughs> it's one of those damn buttons. Hit the right button. Rub the right button. She likes that. <laughs> she loves we miss that huh? there we go Ooh, fuck yeah <laughs> there's already one that bomb in this and how many will come i mean everyone i like it when they all come <laughs> What are the uh, two finalists in our uh, uh, scotch bracket here? All right. So the it's game really, Thrones. when you think about it, it's one finalist. The Omen, Night's Wash, okay. Bay Reserve versus dun, 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 the Mortlock 15. Awesome. So I, I guess if we were really to say like, the Omen is the finalist of the original eight. The finalist of the original bracket facing off the Six Kingdoms Morlock 15 single malt aged scotch from Highlands. Uh, I thought it was Speyside. From Speyside. Is it Speyside or is it Highlands? Now you got me all confused. <laughs> I've got Speyside. <laughs> okay, it is Speyside. So... Morlock is Bayside from Dovetown. The Dovetown, yes. And Oban is Highlands. Yes. All right, so here's what oh, I got on Morlock. Little Bay, yes. Tell me. So it is Bayside. The 15 year is in, uh, was done in cherry casks. Yes. Um, uh, ex bourbon casks, too. Yes, an ex bourbon cask. Okay. It was, Morlock was founded in 1823, and it was the very first legal distillery in Dufftown. Yes. In Dufftown, not all of Scotland, but Dufftown. Yes. And in 19 and uh, then 1897, it doubled in size. And uh, in 1901, this is when they started their 2.81 distilling, uh, distilling or whatever they call it, distilled yeah, malt. Distilling. And then 1923, that's when they joined up with Johnny Walker. In 1986, uh, that's when they became part of the, uh, I guess, kind of like the whole realm that's part of Diageo and stuff Diageo, like that. Yeah. And uh, they've actually been playing a part in some of the finest blends. So it looks like uh, some of the blends have been using Morlock. And I think you were telling me that, um, and I could be mistaken, but Morlock is trying to make a name for itself, though, here recently, right? I think and so. And going on a big advertising campaign. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. They Brought have to been. you by Mick Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying here about the uh, ad, ad campaign here going no, on? No, yeah, absolutely. Morlock's been really trying to make a name for themselves. And it's interesting, too. They've done a lot with the bottles, with the packaging, which it makes sense. Uh, we've talked a lot about that ourselves. Um, studies show that 30% of wine purchasers buy wine simply based on the label. You're never supposed to judge a book by its cover. Hmm. 
Yeah, but we all do. So Morlock, Morlock, much like many of them, though. I mean, look at this bottle. This is a pretty sexy bottle. It's a sexy bottle, but I kind of like the black and silver. Black and yellow, black and yellow. Although I am a CEO buff and I am wearing black and gold today. Black and yellow, black and yellow. You could say this was like predetermined. It probably was. Your even hat's got some gold on it. I see the hair. <laughs> Trumpkin. All right. All right. Um, so we we talked briefly about the Morlock. We got Space Side. We've got Yeah, do we need a quick review, like a little bit of history of Oban? Or we yeah, got that. Let's do this. A little bit of history of Oban. Go for it, bro. Okay, seventeen ninety four. Uh that's when it started. Uh two hundred and eight steps from the sea, traditional mash to, uh tons. Highland. Uh, never been moved or expanded. It is in Highland, Western Highlands. It is uh, one of the smallest whiskey makers. And open is Gaelic for Little Bay. There we go. Yeah, Little Bay. All right, we're uh, all caught up on the two different distilleries. Uh, here's what you really got to face. In our past Scotch Hour tributes to Scotch's tastings, open predominantly positive. Mortlock. That's right. That's the noise. So, but Morlock, we only tried the twelve. So, yeah. So we're gonna give it an extra three years. We're like, hey, she was only twenty-one. Now she's twenty-four. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which one of these bad boys we gonna open first? The Morlock, because might as well. Let's let's get this bad boy open and try it out and look right. at the color and stuff. We've got. Actually, a very handsome gold case. You know, I pretty actually good. like the label more than the casing. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah, label's pretty good. I like the all black label with the gold. Yeah. You know, can you believe that we are actually at the final end of this uh, this whole uh, venture that we did with the Game of Thrones scotches? I can. And the other thing here to really kind of consider with this Game of Thrones scotch is like a full collection. If you go looking online for this, you're probably like looking at spending somewhere between what, four, anywhere from fourteen to two grand. Money is no object at Scotch Hour. No, just in case like the people were looking for it. Yes. Oh, I like the way she sounds. And oh yeah, also a very handsome bottle. You know, we've got these two. Both great-looking bottles. Uh, let's see which way we're going. Well, Oban definitely has the better coloring, in my opinion. It has, like, the darker amber. Mm, no, it's interesting to me. But the Mortlock has, like, a nice kind of, like, uh, light gold to it. Oh. The nose on both these beauties. <laughs> yeah. It's not as close as it was Lagavulin versus Oban. Lagavulin. <laughs> Lagavulin. Lagavulin for our one listener. Yeah, for our listeners as Lagavulin. Lagavulin. Man, there is some similarities here. I'm just going to say the only thing I can say right now from the Morlock with the nose for me initially is a little more that apple. I don't really get apple. I do get toffee, though. I get some vanilla and toffee. I get vanilla and apple. I'm not getting the toffee yet. Maybe on the palate. Mm. 
for me, the Yobin, just very, very, very slightly darker. Um, another thing to note, the Obin, 43% alcohol by volume. The Mortlock, 46. Now I'm getting like, when I say vanilla, it's more like vanilla bean. Mm-hmm. With some yeah. slight toffee and some dried fruit. I don't know, when you do that, I get more of that smoky oak. The oak really pops with the Morlock with that. All right, man, just going for it. Morlock, here we go. Helicopter it. Oh, yeah. It has a lingering um, baking spice or something. After cleaning our palate with the uh, water. <laughs> this is actually really smooth. Dude, I already warned you. I think these this is going to be closer than you thought. Still getting um, apple, orange. I'm not getting any apple whatsoever. I'm still getting the apple, and I'm also getting floral notes. I'm not getting um, any like, of that. Like I do with a very medium, I will say, men's cologne. Or a very powerful, like, Dolce & Gabbana female cologne. I'm really getting, like, in the front part, I'm getting, like, more, like, vanilla bean with some mid-palate bean, like, more, like, dried fruit finishing up with uh, toasted oak and lingering spice. Dude, the finish is definitely long. It's a long and it's a lingering spice. And sweet. And you're, you're not wrong. It's definitely spicy. The question is now... Is that what we're looking for when comparing these two? Uh, I'm not like, hey, I'll tell you what. From the Morlock 12 to this Morlock 15. Huge difference. Huge step up. Like, huge. Like, I'm not even sure they're from the same distillery. <laughs> like, I, I don't even think Morlock should even put their name on the 12. We're here. Like, this is worth, this is worthy. You have been found worthy. All right. I am, I am progressing to the Omen. Ooh. Already smoother nose, though. The Oban has a really smooth nose. You still get the maritime, um, at least I get the maritime cell on the nose there. A little bit of cocoa, a little bit of clove, but not bold. I don't know. When I first, when you first poured it, I got like the maritime smell to it. I get the taste of maritime from it every time, not so much the scent. No, I got like a, if you were to take like, let's say, yeah, like a. Oh. Some oak that was just like uh like that was sitting in the ocean for a while. This is like bat crap crazy right here. I know I love this. But it's not. There's no huge difference between this and the Mortlock. I think there's a huge difference. The Mortlock has a stronger finish. Mm-hmm. Does she like that? That's the end question. Who's the she you're re you're refer referring to? I mean Ultimately, at the end of the day, a female took the throne in the Game of Thrones. Does no. she like that? Who? Oh. Right. Who ended up winning the Who ended up winning the Six Kingdoms? When you the really, cripple kid. When you really look at it, man, the Morlock is very light. mild in color, uh, very light amber versus a medium with the Owen. Mm. This is a tough call. Um, I already know where I'm going. You do you, bro. I'm doing me. I'm going open. That was way too quick. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, 
I like you. I like you. I like you. Blank you. You're cool. I like you. <laughs> it's more like, uh, more like F you, F you, F you. You're hey cool, man, F you. We only dropped one F-bomb in this show. And I, and I didn't say the F-bomb. Which is surprising because usually I'm the one who drops it. Oh, I was only honest. Hmm. I'm going to have to continue to think about this one. But let's go to... Uh, It's time for our shout-outs. Casey and her boyfriend Dylan made us this marble cake. Hey, you, not, not us, you. No, it's for us. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys very much. That was very kind. Thank you, Casey and Dylan. Casey, Dylan, please make sure you guys subscribe, like, and share with a few friends. And have them subscribe and like. And, uh, you know, Casey has mentioned on more than one occasion she wants to be on the podcast. And I think we're going to try to make that happen. I think it's appropriate. That's scary. Particularly because she enjoys scotch and knows how to make a marble cake. I mean, that's definitely a marble cake. (laughs) She dumped a cake all over the table. I mean, there were chunks. I was trying to show the bottom side. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's definitely marble cake though you see the marble can you show you again uh, i can uh hey no 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 marble right yes i was just gonna say i got pictures of it <laughs> i can put pictures so it was like um, no 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 <laughs> don't show me the backside. <laughs> like dude i wear a towel <laughs> <laughs> all right all right uh, <laughs> do you have any other shout outs you want to give yeah, yeah absolutely to um you know okay so <laughs> my place of employment i've been at uh, this location for 10 years yes i have worked with many amazing astounding talented individuals who have really made huge differences in my life and in the lives of guests and others around them and I just really want to thank you, uh, give you guys all a shout out for really making my life better this past decade. It's a decade. Man, that's like huge and scary at the same time. But I appreciate Wait a second, I gotta stop you there. You're at one location for ten years. Yeah. Okay, how many people even work at one like job for it's got to be like a fraction of a percentage (laughs) yeah most people's like average time at a at a at a place is five years or less i'm at 28 years with the same employer i love that okay Um, so so you can continue i'm just saying like that's just like effing crazy (laughs) it's pretty wild it's pretty wild um that's one of the reasons i'm still with this employer it has worked for me and you know what though at the end of the day and this is true and this is, you know, sometimes difficult and sometimes easy to say because, man, it's real. Um, I've had a lot of great bosses. And this <laughs> most recent one is one of the, I would say, like, from a good heart standpoint, one of the best people I've ever worked for. And, um, you know, we've talked about this. And, and I mean that, like, from a good intention standpoint, she has been 
great. So I won't mention her name because I don't know if she'd want that. But um, nonetheless, she knows who she is. And if she were to ever watch this podcast, I doubt that. But if she ever were to, uh, thank you for being a good person. And I mean that. That in itself is rare. Um, I think uh, you're right. I think uh, good. I, I, I think that. good people. I mean, nice people, good people. Like people they're, with they're, only good intentions. No matter what, you mark everything off the else off the book. Good versus bad. She's a good person. Well, I was just gonna say, just in general, like uh, in in our society today, just to come across a good, genuine person is really hard to find anymore. I've been lucky the last several years working for her with her. And I say both of those because she has been my supervisor, but at the same time, she always made me feel valued in a sense that I was working with her and with the whole team. Man, one of the gentlemen I've worked with, again, I won't mention his name, I've worked with on and off for two decades. Uh, Damn, two says decades, a lot dude. about, oh shoot, there it is. So that says a lot about my employer either way. And it's nothing negative. It's only positive. So um, if they want me to, you know, remove this at some point in time, nonetheless, hey, uh, thank you. And I've worked on and off with him multiple locations, three plus locations. And I have loved it, man. I, uh, Shaun of the dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, that hug was one of the, one of the, not the, but one of the most meaningful I had today. And man, good for him. I don't know why, but that just kind of reminded me of Shaun, Shaun of the Dead. Because, man, it's a great show. It is a great movie. I, I mean, it's another those one of those shows that have stuck with me for decades. So, um, I mean, yeah, think about so. like I mean the way you're kind of describing it. I think this is the reason why it popped in my head mm-hmm. is because think of that friendship between mm. Sean and his buddy. I forget what his name is. Everyone forgets about the buddy. Sean was it. <laughs> yeah. Remember me? I'm Jesse. <laughs> but. Uh, but like they like like I mean, it seemed like kind of like your your friendship with this with this other person. I'm I don't know what his name is or not, but it just kind of reminded me of Shaun of the Dead. Just kind of like just like good buddies. Just you know, like yeah, you work with them. You he's yeah, just good. another good guy. And yeah. again, I, I mentioned you know we all have our opportunities. Um, We're gonna go down to the Winchester, uh, dude. I <laughs> love that. We've got to do this. That's it. But um. <laughs> I will, I, you know, one of the best compliments, and I shared this at dinner, man, one of the best compliments I've received in this last decade was actually from my boss today, and I gave Ex-boss, my, by the way. After today, yes. Day's not over. Um, and uh, <laughs> It's over. Dude. Did you clock out? No, I, I midnight. And um, <laughs> I'm still answering the phone. If you need something, you hear me. No, he's not. He's not going to make it well, anywhere. You're not going to see this for two weeks, by the way. <laughs> but the whole point is um, I wanted to give a honest and honest and meaningful quick farewell speech. And I did. And she mentioned that she thought that was the best goodbye or farewell speech she'd ever heard. And I think that was very honest. Well, I'll I'll, uh, I'll give it a shout out to uh, Casey telling me about her making the marble cake before what? she presented it to you, and uh, definitely making me laugh because that was hilarious when I'm she uh, told me about it. Uh, I'm gonna miss her. She is another one. Of she seems people. like a cool person. Like I, all I know, I only know her as a person who views our podcast. So, uh, and uh, she uh, she ended up following me on uh instagram so uh, i do appreciate her like uh, giving us some feedback on um 
on the show, but also like uh, dropping that uh, that comic relief that definitely made my day uh, the other day when she told me about it. I was definitely cracking up. Pretty energetic, big. positive, fun. These are three of the words I would absolutely use to describe. I, and I would, her. I, I would, uh, I'll take your word on it because, like I said, I never met her, so I don't know. I'm sure you will if we get her, if we get a chance to use her as a uh, guest, guest on the show. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to have. It'd be fun to have a, a guest on our show here in a in a, in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, in any case, uh, I guess, uh, so that would be a shout out. Thank you for the laugh, uh, Casey. I, I did enjoy it. I know it's kind of like doubling up on, uh, on one there. Uh, the other shout out I maybe have to give, I'll give you a shout out, dude. Me? Yeah. You. Did I do? <laughs> what the bleep did you do? I, what the, did I do? <laughs> uh, Hey man, you, you've been a, a great friend for so many years. So I just want to say thank you for that. Honestly, it's my pleasure. And uh, anyone who's been a friend for you know, we're going on like three decades because we're both like thirty-one years old. <laughs> yeah, well, what, cameras we, look a little grainy, but yeah, uh, <laughs> like what we we uh, was it a freshman year that we became uh, freshman friends? In high school, freshman in high school. So yeah, it's been quite a while, and so and then we known each other. Uh, in college but in any case i just want to say thank you for being a great friend thank you Noah. um so that would be my last bit of shout out okay Uh, we went to uh, Ted's Montana Grill. So Ted's Montana Grill, just a little bit of background here, right? Um, it, it was a restaurant that was created by Ted Turner, um, if my memory serves me correctly. Uh, one of my friends from college, he was a uh, corporate trainer for them um, way back in like the early 2000s when uh, it first opened up. And uh, that's how I found out about Ted's Montana Grill, uh, Ted Ted Turner had a uh, buffalo ranch or a bison ranch, and he ended up creating this uh, this restaurant based out of out of Atlanta, Georgia. They're really well known for their bison steaks, and uh, that's a little bit of history or background on uh, Ted's Montana Grill. And uh, we'll head over to you, like give us your impression on it. All right, so at Ted's Montana Grill, we went to the location at uh, Southlands Mall. And um, the mall itself is a busy mall. Like it's a great mall. It's a busy mall, and uh, facing location, good storefront. If you wore a restaurant front, entering in, decent restaurant for a business casual, social, semi-formal event. Uh, we sat at a table, not in a booth. They do have both. And yeah, it's uh, about what I have for environment. Uh, did you want to say something about environment before we move to food? Yeah, um, environment wise, I do know also from um, my old roommate uh, from back in the day, from college years, um, he was saying that uh, the kind of like the ambiance that they're trying to go after is kind of like the uh, western, like kind of like an old western saloon meets modern times type of thing. 
And you kind of get that thing when you go into the, like when you go into the bathrooms, instead of like having like liquid soap, they have powdered soap. And then um, like the straws were made out of paper and stuff like that. And actually like if you would have gone there before pre COVID, a lot of that stuff would have been a little bit, a lot more prominent than they are now, but you can still see kind of uh kind of that kind of essence still part of it. And that's part of why like their booths are have that have like that dark uh that dark uh stained oak or whatever it is that they have, the dark wood. And um I I would agree with you. It's like uh it's kinda like business casual. Um I would see it as being a good place maybe to take uh if you were um, great place to meet a friend. Great place to meet a friend. I think it's also a great place for a business meetup. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not going to be, uh, it's not going to be a place that's going to be uh, a five-star place, uh, knock your socks off type of place, but it's not going to, it's not going to also let you down either yeah. as far as like the ambiance. Hey, let's go to the dinner. So all three of us, particularly the two of us, Bone in ribeye bison, Delmonico style ribeye, baked potato fully loaded, fully loaded baked potato, um, wedge, uh, salad, yeah, ranch versus blue cheese, and uh, crab cake. Oh my god, the crab cake on the bison. We also had uh, Louis and Martini uh, Cabernet. Wine. Yeah, good wine selection. Actually, yeah, not diverse in sense of massive but a great as far as anything we would want wine selection i think when you look at the wine selection um you're it's not like you said it's not very it's not very vast it doesn't it's not very deep mm -hmm. but the ones that they do have are very solid oh, solid so when you're looking at the wine list you you are you know you're going to get a solid wine whether you're looking at the whites the reds the blends or whatever um they all have like uh the wine selection is very solid not very extensive, but very good. Um, I will say the, and this, and we've talked about this, uh, because of post COVID there's, uh, you know, like work shortage and stuff like that. So when we had our martinis, you had a dirty martini. I had a lemon drop martini and, uh, my lemon drop martini came out with like two or three ice cubes still in it from, I think when she was trying to, when the bartender who was supposedly only two days old into bartending, uh, left the ice cubes in from chilling the glass down. That's the only thing I can assume. And, uh, she did not sugar the rim of the glass. So the quality of the martini I got was very lacking and not very good. Um, but on the flip side, I have to give you the, the positives here, is that the waiter did let us know that she was a new bartender. He was more than happy to get uh, exchange that out for a for a good quality lemon drop martini and or, have it redone. Or remove it from the ticket. Well, I was going to get to that. Uh, which I did. He actually offered twice to have it redone. I both times I said no, that's fine. I'll just drink it as is. And then he offered to remove not only my martini but also yours. Yeah, and we did not do that because I don't think I think you know we're fair, we're real, and so we did have one remove the lemon drop, but the other two were fair. Um, they weren't necessarily what we anticipated as a extra dirty martini but 
at the same time, they didn't do anything wrong versus the lemon drop was wrong. And well, wrong so many ways. <laughs> um, yeah, removed from the ticket. Uh, Jason, the waiter, absolutely took care of us. Yeah, Jason did take care of us, so that was awesome. Um, the ribeye, I thought, was phenomenal. I thought it was cooked to perfection. It had the right amount of salt that you need on a bison steak. I ordered, I think we all ordered ours medium rare. Mm -hmm. And actually, I think it came out closer to rare than medium rare, which is actually probably more preferable to me. Um, because uh, if when you go to most steakhouses, you ask for medium rare, sometimes they come out a little bit more uh, pink than the, what this one did. And I actually liked that it came out a little bit more rare. Yeah, mine was definitely on the more rare side, also ideal for me. Um, a little bit of the silver still remaining, and that's to be expected when you're dealing with a bone-in ribeye. I didn't mind that. Um, all three of them cooked well. Um, and one Not like well as in temp, but like well as in like yeah, style. quality-wise. Quality and um, Jason, waiter, as we were getting ready to enjoy these, actually took a minute to make sure they were all cooked right to Tim. Yeah, he even hung around to make sure we cut into it, make sure they're right, Tim. And uh, kudos to him. That's a great way to really make sure you let us know, hey, if you need anything's redone, anything fixed, he would take care of it. But no, we were good. Yeah, I thought he, they did a great job with the, with at least with mine, they did a great job. I do like a good wedge. My wedge, uh, oh, my yeah. wedge salad came out really great. My wedge salad was perfect. Blue cheese was quality blue cheese. It wasn't um, some runny salad dressing. You know, a loaded baked potato is a loaded baked potato, but I thought they did a good job with their loaded baked potato. Um, and then lastly was the crab cake. Oh, I loved the crab cake. I know there were some discrepancies here for me the crab cake was great um, but i can understand it wasn't a true maryland style crab cake which they related to in the menu to me uh it was a steakhouse crab cake it was smoked in flavor it was not maryland well, i'm not style. saying the uh, crab cake was bad or anything it's just like when i look at the crab cake and and this was this was my worry when i when we because i was hesitant in ordering their crab cake with mine is that, you know, being on the East Coast, uh, when I spent some time out there, I had some great crab and stuff like that. And uh, having, having crab cake on the East Coast just does not so compare. Different. No, it's all, A, it's usually fresher. Um, when they catch the crab, crab has a unique bacteria upon it where they have to cook it pretty much instantaneously or flash freeze it because of that. Um, when you're at that point, wherever that is, you get the best crab and yeah a true maryland crab cake to die for yeah and that's that was my thing that was my hesitation there it's also you know but i also have that same kind of hesitation when i get like a lobster bisque or something like that out here agreed and i mean who doesn't like a great lobster bisque well people who don't have taste <laughs> <laughs> not people who watch scotch hour also if you watch scotch hour life is great you <laughs> Let me know immediately. Life is great. We can fix this. <laughs> you got environment. And I think for environment, for me, it was probably an 8 out of 10. Um, so you, you're saying, I would go 8 out of 10. I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. It was good. It was really good. Nothing negative, but nothing that was over the top. 
And eight out of 10 for me is actually great. It's just not outstanding. And the next piece, which is service for us, I think Jason himself, and you made this comment the last time we were at Reese's or Richie's Pizza Place, the bartender kind of failed them, but the waiter, or in that case, the waitress, made it right. So service was also for me an eight out of 10 because- I'll, I'll uh, concur. Yeah, like like the 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 bartender kind of flopped it, but the waiter made it right, and no problems there with me. Um, the next piece is the food. And, I can give it like a nine. I thought it was pretty good. Um, for me, the not the food was. I'm gonna go with an eight again, only for one reason. When I want in a 16 ounce bone in ribeye. I want it a little bit thicker. I don't care if it's as big. I want it thicker. And that was my only. That was you my you only have piece. a little bit of point there. I actually want a little bit bigger bone than what I got. Cause That's I had, what like, I mean. I had, it like, wasn't like, as thick as I. This was a 16 ounce ribeye and it didn't. Well, feel like that. I wasn't. I was okay with like the thickness of it. What I didn't like is that my bone was like this big. That's what she said. <laughs> but also, it, it, was a, it was an Asian. The also thing is the also thing. The other thing is okay. So here's the final piece: the the value, the price. When I look at that piece, and I'm like, man, this place, Ted's Montana Grill, was literally the same price for us as the Buckhorn Exchange, where oh, that was phenomenal, like service, phenomenal food. I say the food. We also, they were smaller portions, but we had venison and bison. So I, I, I mean, if you're doing comparison wise to Buckhorn Exchange and um, Ted's Montana Grill, yeah, Buckhorn Exchange is going to win out. A ten out of ten times is winning that. Um, the uh, environment, the ambiance, that uh, that blows really Ted's. The service, all of it blows Ted's out of the water. The food blows Ted's out of the water. But comparative. Convenience and comparativeness to everything else that's around us that we've been to other than the Buckhorn Exchange, I would say Ted's is probably, I don't want to give it a solid second. Uh, but I like I said, if you if you if you have, like, if you're doing a business dinner. Yeah. Um, and you have people coming in from out of town. It's not going to be a bad place to take them to. So I think do you have like some kind of weird like skill yeah, here. The, about the final piece is first date. Yeah, first. Yeah, it would work for a first date. Second date. Yeah, could work for a second date. Honestly, I think if it, out of those three, I think it could fit all three. Yeah. So definitely good for a first date. Definitely good for a second date. Uh, definitely good when you're trying to get romantic in between the sheets, so to speak. And then um, the next piece is like total upper class. That's the one area where I say it does still. I think it does fit the total upper class too, because I think. I don't uh, think it does, man. The one there besides us was looking the part. I don't think I really looked the part, but. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys know me, I like, uh, obviously, if you watch this show long enough, I wear hoodies and a baseball cap and stuff, but. Um, Pumpkin hats. <laughs> I think if you if you would have met me like a couple of years ago when I was running my own uh, insurance business and stuff like that, I uh, or you know I I dressed up all the time and now I don't do that. <laughs> but any case, um, 
I still have all my button down shirts and stuff and all my ties. He's going to fit back in them. Yeah, I'll get back. I'll, I'll eventually start wearing all that stuff again and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to where I was. But in any case, uh, I think, yeah, I think for upper class, you uh, that would be a place that, here's the thing. I think if you're looking at middle class, middle class family would probably go to some place like Red Robin or maybe Chili's or something like that. Here's what's crazy. And I think if you're taking comparison wise, like, I mean, I would, I would have no problem if I was upper or even, you know, upper middle or, or upper class, I'd have no issues taking my family there for just for a decent dinner. Except for the fact that you're going to spend $20 per person for a mediocre dinner, not a decent dinner. I thought it was a good dinner. No, I'm talking about rare moments. Oh yeah. Well, no, I'm, I, I mean, if I, if I was middle class making somewhere between 50 and 80,000, I guess I'm Red Robin. Take- Red Robin's okay. I'm gonna take the fifty to eighty thousand right off the table. Red Robin is okay. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, Ted Montana Montana's Grill was good. Man, in any of those situations, if you have the choice, I'm gonna Ted's, go to Ted's over Red Robin. Buckhorn Exchange, though, the same price. I get what you're saying, though. I'm just saying, like, it, like convenience wise, sometimes it's not always convenient to go down to Buckhorn, and because it's also tough to get in sometimes. Right, like Buckhorn Exchange, you're not going to like make pretty much a reservation in like two hours beforehand. Right, I definitely there. don't try to do that. We didn't even have to re- have a reservation tonight for Ted's Montana's Grill, which was nice at the same that's, time. That's why I'm saying, like, I can see someone, you know, like in, a, in an upper class just going there and taking their family there. That's not an issue. Yeah. I also get your point, though. If you're talking price point, you're talking. Buckhorn Exchange is better quality, better ambiance and all that stuff. But also, I'm not going to take kids there either. Right. My whole point at the end of the day is. I'll take kids to Ted Montana. First date, yes, both. Second date, yes, both. Third date, between the sheets, goal, yes, date. Fourth date, possibly formal. I would not go to Ted's Montana Grill for formal. I would absolutely still go to Buckhorn Exchange for a formal event. I think you, it, it depends on what you're talking about with formal. You're talking about like. I'm wearing a suit or a tux. I think, once again, I think for business purposes, Ted Montana Grill is just fine. So you could wear a suit there. Um, I'm I'm not saying you couldn't. I'm saying I'd, if I was going to go to the effort to wear one, I'd take her to Buckhorn Exchange. You're talking about her. I'm talking about business, uh, a business dinner. And a business, and a business dinner, that is that is very fine. Yeah, absolutely. Ted's Montana Grill was not that to me. I'm just telling you, I just know like uh, like a lot a lot of business people go there, and it it works out fine. Don't disagree with what you're saying. It was uh, like a comparison of uh, Little Reese's and or some other place to me where one person could ruin the experience, whereas no one person or one piece could ruin it. I mean, dollar for dollar, I totally agree with you. Buckhorn Exchange is a better place to go. But business-wise or uh, if you're, you're, I think, upper middle class or upper class and you're just looking for dinner to take your kids to, I'd rather just take them to Ted's Montana Grill. I wouldn't take my kids unless they wanted bison to either of those places. 
I'd take him uh, to Red Robin at that point. <laughs> Save myself the coin and the time. Red Robin will disappoint, and I mean that. Red Robin. Will That's why I'm right saying I wouldn't go to Red Robin at all. I agree with you. That's my point. Is but but Red, I would go to Ted's. I actually, I actually wouldn't eat at Red Robin. I would <laughs> feed my kids a Red Robin, eat some onion rings. They still do that, right? And then go home and have a flipping fajita. I'm but if I'm gonna take stuff. them all, if I was married and I had kids, I would. <laughs> Have a problem taking him to Ted's. That's all I'm saying. No, I wouldn't have a problem. But to save the coin, I'd take him to Red Robin or I'd just cook it home. Smart all right. All right. What's that? Smart challenge. Smarter challenges. Which God? It's the greatest and most moral. Zeus, Poseidon, or Hades. None of them are moral. I mean, we got to, <laughs> we get to, we've got to pick a name from the hat <laughs> and then base our judgment. We, we were. Make a quick argument. And I mean that by quick, quick argument on which one is the best. So let's do this. Here, Oh, that was fucking cool. There's two. Two um, Fs. Two Fs. There you go. Oh, yeah! I don't really want that one. You got... Oh, yes. What? What'd you get? I got Poseidon. All right, who'd you get? I got Poseidon. I just told you that, dude. <laughs> All right, so what's your what's your defense for Poseidon? Dude, who'd you get? You got the your defense first. You right, first. So, what what makes Poseidon great or bad or whatever? I would say he wasn't uh, damned, if you will, to rule the underworld and the dead. He gets to rule the ocean. Um, His strength is that he's super versatile. He is absolutely my water sign of uh, <laughs> Pisces, Aquarius, whatever you want. Um, he's super versatile. He's super adaptive. And uh, he's not the most powerful like Zeus who can control lightning and so many things. He's also not the damned like Hades. But he has absolutely ruled the world aspiring spawns so, and making little demigods and children all over the place and ruling that piece of it. So what do you got? Okay. So you, so obviously Poseidon rules the sea. Um, you're a water sign. Wait, so. wait, wait. What did you just say? Repeat that. He rules the sea. Okay. So pause, break. What is 70% of earth covered with? The ocean. There you go. So Poseidon wins. I don't even argue anymore. I just won this argument. Okay. okay. Now you can come back and combat any piece of what you want. I was going to say uh, Poseidon, <laughs> uh, he rules the sea. So that's what, you know, you're a water sign. So that kind of makes sense. 
Yeah, seventy percent of so everything that. When you, when you think of like fire, what would you think that would? What kind? Thirty percent damage potential. Wink, wink, wink. How are you talking about thirty percent damage potential? You can talking- only damage thirty percent of what's left on Earth after the seventy percent of what air control is. I'm asking, like, if you if oh, if you're talking about fire, what god would you think of? Zeus, man. Think Zeus with thunderbolt, with yeah, thunderbolt. That's why I think. Yeah. You ain't think of like hell with the with the yeah. hellfire and all no, that stuff. No. Okay. Well, whatever. I'm Hades. All right, man. That Hades. Uh, I gotta tell you, he's a bad bottom. <laughs> so, Hades was is actually the oldest brother of all of them. He's the oldest, and uh, uh, I think if you're gonna talk about morals. Uh, really, none of the gods are morals. None of them really set any good, great standards. Um, <laughs> if you it's look not at about standards, about who controls the well, most. Well, think about 70%. this. Seventy uh, <laughs> percent. I think if you really, if you think about it, like, um, if you if you look at leaders, leaders supposedly by example or whatever. But like, what kind of example do these Greek gods really set for, for humans, which is not a very good example. When you look at Zeus, he like sleeps around, you look at Poseidon, he sleeps around. And then you look at Hades, which oddly enough, he didn't really sleep around. But what he did do is he pretended to be, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, per, uh, per, uh, Persephone, Persephone, Persephone. Yeah. Persephone. He pretended to be, uh, her husband in order to kidnap her and take her down into the underworld and then be made her the queen of the underworld. Queen of the dam, if you will. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, in any case, uh, but even at that, Being though. Fooler, she he was just like, I'm a rock star. <laughs> but in any case, he he did fully. He, he pretended to be her husband. That was on Earth, on the uh, on the upper realm or the God or the uh, on Earth. But in any case, uh, he uh he never cheated on her. So I, I guess moralistically, other than the one screw up and trying to gain her, uh, he probably was more moral than either uh, Zeus or uh, Poseidon. But mm-hmm. Poseidon like slept around. He was just as bad as Zeus. Not as bad as Zeus. But uh, right Poseidon, here in my notes. Poseidon was too busy ruling 70% of the world. To be sleeping around. Similar to Zeus. Similar, but not and ex- <laughs> uh, <laughs> And exerted power over women like Zeus. Yeah. Well, that's because he controls 70% of everything. In any case, uh, even though Hades did control the underworld. Guess what your body's made out of? Even though he controlled the underworld. Where do you water. go after you die? You go to the underworld. Oh, man. If you were the upper world. So, any case, uh, he didn't make the judgments on on the people who went to the underworld. That was actually done by three demigods. He just actually just ruled over the underworld, and he was okay with just ruling what his lot there. And uh, he didn't really uh, venture into the realm of men or into the realm of gods because he was not accepted in either area. <laughs> but uh, that was him. And uh, really, I just think. Moralistically, if you're talking about um, a person who is um, has a set standards, he was also, it says here, that he's stern, unyielding, and he's unmoved by prayer. So he has a set standard, and if you don't meet those standards, he's like, screw you. 
So, and, you know, but like I said, the one bad side to him is how he uh, faked his, you know, faked his wife and getting her down into the underworld and then, you know, whatnot. And he, had, and he had to, like, he had and to keep her there. He basically made an agreement with her. But in any case, that's, uh, that's why um, I think Hades was good in that aspect. He was, and I think that talks about a lot about moral codes which is another aspect of our um his wife though is also the daughter of his sister by the way yeah and none of that bothers me and poseidon by the way oh you want to know a cool part about poseidon oh my god here he goes <laughs> poseidon. Like zeus had x y and z but let's talk about the most powerful one poseidon who controls actually seven. poseidon uh he assisted he assisted the greeks during the Tro uh, trojan war until Zeus uh, told him to stop. And then uh, he also like hooked up with Medusa and they produced Pegasus. Yeah, no kidding, man. I already know that. And also, guess what? Medusa, hot. Until she decided to be not. Until <laughs> she decided to turn you into stone. So here's a couple of things. Go. Here's what we want from you, the viewer, to know. Which is the most great god poseidon zeus hades let us know what you think and we're basing this off of two pieces power and morals and let us know which one of the two you're basing your judgment on because one of the big pieces to us is who has the best moral code who do you think had the best moral code without like just not defending the one that you would do um for me at the end of the day Hades was doing his job and not sleeping around. Um, second in point was Sinon. Guy controlled 70% of everything already. was powerful. Not the most power controlling. The most How much power. air is there around the world? <laughs> not 70% of the service. That's 100%. Air covers 100%. That would make Zeus more powerful. Please, everyone, fart immediately and give Zeus his real power. <laughs> hey, Zeus, your power smells like a fart. <laughs> okay, so here uh, Zeus had to intervene, and it was agreed that Persephone would spend half the year on Earth and the rest in the underworld. So it was 50-50. Not three days. But it wasn't a third either, so we were both wrong according to this. I, mean, I don't feel like accurate and but i'll just accept it for the time being okay well this is from the website athens and beyond not saying that they are the all knowing well, athens and beyond if you're wrong <laughs> but in any case uh that particular website to solve our particular challenge at this current moment in time half the time which i think is incorrect as well because i thought it was a third but you said it was three days so I was, either way hades just became weak Poseidon <laughs> became stronger zeus is only controlling air no one on I'll, Earth I'll give this to zeus though power but Poseidon. so zeus was the one who pretty much led the rebellion and defeated his dad chronos doesn't matter if you're considering about current time and power and Poseidon's controlling 70% of everything. Eh, eh, eh. God won. Yeah, Poseidon was eaten by Kronos originally, though. No. No? No. Why do you say no? You're talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. That's why I know. 
I'm not talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. I've been drinking a lot of water. <laughs> yeah, a lot of water called alcohol. But sure. Any case, uh, what's your ruling factor here? I know you drink a lot of the Morlock. This is a, like, I know this is easy for you. I won't flip a coin. Reverse my order. Oh, that was a that was a that was a dig at me, man! What the heck? Test in the court. <laughs> For me, it's open because of the heat that you experience with the Morlock. It's not the heat; Half, it's the spice. No, it's the heat. It's the alcohol that I experience halfway through that carries to the end. Open doesn't. Open is still the best balance. And open. I would becomes, say the the Morlock. If the Morlock didn't have that lingering spice, I would have gone with the Morlock. No, the Lagavulin would have beat the Morlock. This, though, the Omen, Night's Watch, Bay Reserve, is the victor of this battle. I Which agree. is what everyone wanted. I mean, everybody wanted that one. From the Game of Thrones? Oh, yeah, they wanted Jon Snow to win. Yeah, it just wasn't real. Honestly, I, I, like I said, I think I think the Morlock could have won if they didn't have that really lingering spice. That's what I didn't like about it. Burns! Like Poltergeist or Exorcist or something. I mean, the spice, like, it, I don't mind it li- having a lingering spice, but it just, like, lingered and lingered, and it just, like, continued on for a while. And that's what I didn't like about it. Yeah, I'm right there with you. But other other than that, I think, from the front to the mid to pretty much the finish, it was well balanced and very smooth all the way through. It had great toffee, dried fruit, vanilla type flavors in it, in my opinion. But it was just that lingering spice that just was not doing it for me. And that's and that's why I ended up going with the Oban over the, the Morlock. Because I think the Oban is pretty well balanced too. It just I like I wanted to have a finish, and I wanted the finish to to last a little bit, but I don't want to just have it keep going on and on and on and on and on and on and and that on and on and on. I don't want it to be spice. When I have sex, I want it to go on and on and on, and on. So that's why I love Lagavulin. But all these two Owen Sillins. <laughs> Family show though. Family show. When I have sex, Too many sexual I like it to go here. on and on and on and on. <laughs> <laughs> I want my kids to sleep on and on and on and on. <laughs> and then I want to finish. All right. Do you have anything <laughs> you want to say to the people before we close up shop here? Um, Ted's Munch on the Grill, thank you for great food. A good night. And, and you know, please like, subscribe, join this camaraderie. Next week, we start a whole new venue, a whole new show. Things are going to change. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, and how we can improve. Noah. All right. Well, uh, thank you again for everyone who's watched us. Uh, we are on YouTube and Rumble video-wise, or we should be on Rumble. Sometimes, I guess, apparently we didn't. The last episode didn't appear. any case, uh, audio-wise, we're on Podbean, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, Audible Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. 
Uh, please give us a thumbs up if you liked our show. Uh, subscribe. Please leave some comments in the field. Let us know what you feel. If you've tried these two bottles of wine, which one you like? Or wine. <laughs> if you tried these two bottles of scotches, let us know uh, what you think about them. If you had them before in your past. Uh, if you've been to Ted's Montana Grill, let us know what you think about Ted's Montana Grill. And also let us know about what you think who is the better God. With that, I want to say thank you for watching us. If you haven't already done so and you do enjoy our, our podcast, please become a then I ain't gonna see that. Uh you know, please. I got something else to finish with. <laughs> uh if you do uh if you do like our show, please become a patron member and with that, cheers and have a great night. Hey. What's our next smart challenge? Oh yeah, what oh, is our? Oh, you, oh. Want, you want to decide it, or am I going to decide it? You decided. Uh, all right. You decide, drunk boy. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Who's drunk boy? <laughs> Who was the best James Bond? Oh, and why? And then once you decide who was the best James Bond, who was the best movie? That's it. So, who's the best James Bond? Why? And Which of their movies was their best? Oh, that's a great one. Yes, yeah. Ah, snap. And then we're going to have a great scotch next week. Uh, like, for those that are weary, don't tune in. It's probably going to be a 300-plus-dollar bottle of scotch. I've uh, procured a lot, and we're going to fuck. Damn it. <laughs> that's, that's the second half, Bob. <laughs> That's yes. my second. I was trying to reduce. Usually, it it's once. me dropping the f bomb, so I'm happy with this. Well, so not happy. Any case, uh, cheers, you guys. Have a great night. Yeah, uh, same scotch hey, time, same whoa, scotch channel. One more thing: never drink and drive. This is important to us. Noah and I have a whole line of "Don't Drink and Drive" commercials coming out before Christmas. If you, you miss do? them, that was your fail. And that's very important to us. Do not ever drink and drive. We're not saying we can give you a ride, um, pass out, sleep. Call Don't Uber, dude. Yeah, man. Or Lyft. Or as well, you know, seen maybe our we should maybe we should, maybe we should hook up with Lyft or Uber see if we can't give them a discount to people. <laughs> um, their price so outrageously right now. They're like, no, mind blown. It's cheaper than a DOI. <laughs> <laughs> so worth it so um as noah was saying hey life is great same scotch time same scotch hour and cheers. cheers we hope you enjoyed this evening's episode of scotch hour if you did please like share and subscribe also if you have not done so already please become a patron member with memberships starting as low as $1 a month. Thank you, and hopefully you have a wonderful evening.